friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. This is a show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. My name is William Awal. I'm the pastor of the Paravista and the Gaula Seventh-day Adventist Churches here in Adelaide. And it's so wonderful that you're able to join us in today's show. This week, we're taking as our theme, you ain't not a robot. <laughs> Interesting uh, theme for this week. You're not a robot. And today, my co-host and I, we are looking at the specific question, is the Sabbath Jewish? So there may be some listeners out there wondering about what's this big thing about the the Sabbath and is it Jewish? What is the Sabbath? Why is it important? What do we learn about the Sabbath as we look at Scripture? And I'm so excited because I get to uh, lead out in today's discussion with my co-hosts in the studio. And today, as you know, if you're a regular listening to Faith FM Drive Time during this time slot here in Adelaide, you are very well familiar with my co-host Eric Hoare. Eric is the um, serves as the lay pastor of the Adelaide Aboriginal Fellowship Ministry here in beautiful South Australia. Welcome to the studio, Eric. Thanks, William. Great to be here once again on a Tuesday night. Lovely to have you in. And so, um, yeah, before we just jump in, Eric, just maybe just share with us um, what you get up to over the weekend. And now I have an idea because we were chatting about it before <laughs> we went on air. But um, yeah, share with the listeners um, what what have you been up to? How was your weekend? Well, a very busy one. Uh, I've had a, a lot on, actually. Um, yeah, a Aboriginal lady that we know um, died in uh, a funeral was in Unadatta. So we were asked to come to Unadatta, Pastor uh, David Fletcher so, and myself. So for, for those who don't know where Unadatta is, explain to our listeners from Adelaide, I guess metro regional Adelaide, how far would that be? Oh, now you got to go to uh, Cooper Pedy, which is uh, I don't actually know how long the distance is, but it's a number of hours. It's a it's a long way, and then there's another two and a half hours drive down the Unadatta track. Wow! So um, I reckon it'd be about thirteen hours or so. I reckon uh, all total to get from. Well, Cooper our faithful friend Mister Google wrong. Maps has just. Inc- let me know. It was a twelve-hour trek from 12 here, hours. from Adelaide. Yeah, yep. So, um, so we set off, and uh, yeah, we drove all the way through to Cooper Pedy. And uh, if nobody has been to Cooper Pedy, uh, it's a lovely spot with uh, all the opals. Uh, they mine opals there, and a lot of the places are underground. Right. And uh, you go underground. It may be forty degrees above ground, but you go underground, and it's a nice, cool temperature. It stays. You don't hear air conditioning down there. Really? It stays nice and cool uh, all the time. And the church has uh, got a church there, and then underground there's actually accommodation that people can actually rent out as well from time to time. And, th- and that's where you and uh, Pastor David Fletcher spent the evening, right? Yes, yeah. Oh. Uh, he drove most of the way while I slept. No, no, we we actually <laughs> shared the driving and had a great chat through, and uh, and it was a wonderful time driving through there. And yeah, and we, so we spent the night there. And a, a wow, I'm looking up some visuals right now, Eric. Yeah. Um, just on. Um, Online, it looks like a beautiful the, this underground. So it's one of our churches actually, but yes. they rent it out for people who yeah. Well, you know, there is through. accommodation. There's accommodation. Yeah, yeah. There is three. I think four bedrooms underneath. Where so this would be perfect because then somehow it escapes the um, you know, the hot air up. You know, that's right. Being underground and in Cooper Pedy, got these beautiful sunrises and sunsets. I mean, you know, it's just a barren look and a clear, clear big sky. 
beautiful sunset. Wow, I'll have to go there one day. Well, me and the, me and the yeah, wife and the little one. So, so you went out there for for funeral. For I know funeral. there's something interesting yeah. unfolded when you went <laughs> yes. out there. Well, we <laughs> we travelled through to Nevada in the morning, early morning. Uh, and, uh, we're expecting the funeral to start at nine o'clock. So we left early about six or something and we got through about uh, half past eight and, uh, got to, uh, Unadatta and, uh, we went round and found one of the relatives of the deceased and yeah, they, uh, sh- that person was still in a nightgown. And so we found out that things were, were not going to start at nine o'clock and we oh. went around looking up people and saying hello. And finally we found out that the deceased his body would arrive at uh, a bit later on at a, at eleven o'clock, uh, ten o'clock, yeah. and so the funeral actually started at eleven o'clock. <laughs> and uh, so you, Pastor Dave was expecting to take the funeral, but somehow, or rather, things had changed in the family. Right, and uh, there was another pastor took it from another church. He took it, so we looked on and supported the people there, and um, and did all that we could uh, to help out as well. Uh, and then we, uh, yeah, we had the burial there. And then we travelled back to to Cuba Petty, picked up our stuff, and then travelled all the way back. Got back about one o'clock in the morning, uh, the, the next day. But I tell you what, if you go to Unadada, um, just keep your mouth closed because the flies there are yeah, horrendous. I really? mean, I've never seen so many flies in my life. Man. And even a couple of the Aboriginal people had nets on, and when they wear nets, you know, there's lots. When of the flies locals around. have got the nets on, yep. And a forty degree day, I probably um, would have had a. You know, a couple of cans of very, you know, what, what do you, what do you call that can? <laughs> Aragard, is it or? Uh, there's a, um, uh, fly deterrent you can yeah. spray on you. But oh, I actually fly, uh, sprayed that on, but it didn't seem to make not much difference. And when you hop in the car, about 20 flies follow you in. Oh, man. <laughs> so you gotta wind the windows down and get them out. But, yeah, the uh, things you it, do for the Lord, mate. Yeah, but it was a beautiful <laughs> spot and it's a nice community there. There's the pink roadhouse. If you go to Unadatta, there's the famous pink roadhouse. It's the only thing right. there. Uh, and that's the local pub there and store and everything else that's the only thing there but um but a beautiful time and a lovely time to share with family and and there was uh one of the uh, ladies there one of the sisters wants to be baptized uh, oh, okay. and some of the young people so we're planning a trip back uh later in the year and uh the wow. studies will be happening and we're, we're preparing for that which will be fantastic yeah. oh that's fantastic news eric so so it was a bit of a, a trek out there and um a little bit off schedule as as you anticipated, but um, you ended up, you know, being blessed. I guess and it was a blessing. It was just tell us our, our listeners because you told us just just real quick about um, you know the the gentleman that let out in the in the in the service and his message. Yeah, and you're saying that there was a, a very a commonality that was. Yes, that it, you felt it was there. interesting. There was a I don't know which um, denomination he was from, but. Yeah. He led out, and uh, at the burial commitment, he talked about, uh, in Thessalonians, when he talked about the dead being raised at the time when Christ comes. Yeah. And it was um, like a, a Seventh-day Adventist message. Wow. And Pastor John Beck had spent a lot of time uh, in Cooperpedia and given books to this man, apparently. And, yeah, he'd picked up a lot of these uh, things from the Bible. So it was it was like as though it was a Seventh-day Adventist message at the end, which was really lovely. Very that, nice so man. And awesome. He he could talk the lingo too. He could talk Aboriginal language as well, which is so really he was able a to real communicate blessing. it very well, uh, very well. And uh, no, it was a blessed time, and uh, wouldn't have missed it. But just fellowshipping with the people there, seeing them all again, and uh, making connections again, and and then the baptisms will be great later on. So it's yeah. wonderful, wonderful. Absolutely. Well, thanks for sharing, um, Eric. And just real quick on my end, uh, just want a quick shout out to my dad. Um, you may, 
you may not be listening right now, but it's, it's actually my father's birthday today, oh, wow. Eric. I told you on air. So um, I was trying to catch him throughout the day, and he was busy working, but finally got through to him in the afternoon, and um, he's not super tech savvy. I mean, it would have been ideal to get a video call through, but you, we just um, give him a call, and my little daughter, Naraya, was able to um, say happy birthday to him, and I can just tell you he really enjoyed that. So... So he, he must have just walked through the door not long ago and he switched on his phone and then he said, well, I've got to go now. I've got to, got to play some holes of golf. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, does it go ahead, dad? Well, um, all the best with that. So, um, oh, that's lovely. So yeah, I praise God that, um, my father's, um, lived to see another year and, um, you know, they're, they're all based in Sydney at the moment. So I'm hoping to get out there next month, actually. So the, oh, the, the plans to go there in the first week of May. So I'm looking forward to catching up with uh, my so family. So what right there. age is he now? I think if I'm doing the calculations correctly, I think he'd be 68. Oh, I do Because well. he was born in 54. So I mm. hope that works out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of it last night, actually. So if he was born in 54 yeah. and I did the math, I think he'd be 68 today. Yeah, I think right. that, yeah. So... Yeah. So yeah, so um, so I'm glad that um, you know that you you made it back in one piece with Pastor David Fletcher, yeah. despite the flies and, lie, and the yeah. and the heat. Yeah. But uh, that's awesome. Hey, uh, listen, Eric, we're going to just share a very quick article um during our World Watch segment, and uh, the article I'd like to read to our uh, and share with our listeners uh, in today's show. Um, it's taken off Christianity Today's um, website. And this is an article by um, Emily Bells, uh, dated March 15th, so just a few days ago. And it's basically um, centering around the Ukrainian-Russian um, conflict. And the article says, Russian-American pastors combat propaganda in their churches. Now, it's not a super long article, so I'll probably just uh, read it in its tidy. So it says, the attentions are surfacing among Slavic communities in the U.S., which have ties to both sides of the war in Ukraine. And so um, let me read the article here. It says here, um, Michael Cherenkov, Cherenkov maybe, maybe a real like you couldn't pronounce it probably, a pastor in Washington state has relatives on both sides of the fight between Russia and Ukraine. And as wartime propaganda makes its way into immigrant churches around him, he has spiritual family on both sides too. Evangelical pastors in the U.S. leading churches where Russian Americans and Ukrainian Americans worship side by side see the stark but quiet tensions between those who believe Russian President Vladimir Putin's justifications for the invasion and those who are decrying the injustice of the war. Many have ties to both countries, but the war has highlighted some long unspoken political divisions. Cherenkov's leads Revival Baptist Church in Vancouver, Washington, a 400-person mostly Ukrainian congregation. He grew up in Ukraine where one of his brothers is fighting and his parents are sheltering, but was born in Russia where his sister lives. Cherenkov's sister, also a Baptist, supports the invasion. Interesting. Mm. Seeing it as a natural consequence of Ukraine siding with the European Union and United States. And she believes that Ukraine should submit to Putin. And she's quote, and Cherenkov said, it's hard to discuss. It is heartbreaking for all of us. And then there's a little bit more here, Eric. It says the tension has been more overt in Ukraine and Russian Orthodox churches in the United States. In New York last week, the Ukrainian Orthodox Cathedral of St. Volodymyr Volodymyr invited Russian Orthodox leaders to a prayer service for Ukraine along with New York's governor. The governor came, 
But guess what, Eric? The Russian leaders didn't. In Sacramento, California, a hub for evangelical refugees who fled the Soviet Union, an associate pastor of a Russian Baptist church opened a recent service with a call for unity. As he quotes, Satan tries to divide even our community, the Slavic community, who is for Russians and who is for Ukrainians, and decried the war, taking a political side that was unprecedented for the church. So, yeah, an article there, Eric, that um, you've got people in these Slavic communities and even in these churches, and particularly this pastor here, Michael Cherenkov, um, that he has a sister who is for Russia and, and he's kind of, you know, backing the Ukrainian effort. So it's interesting how it's some of these political um, agendas and issues are, you know, uh, obviously it's making its way into the churches. Oh, definitely, and dividing. Yeah. Um, I know even here in Australia, uh, I met a lady the other day who said that she doesn't believe there's even a war on. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, there's um, – because she doesn't believe the news. She doesn't believe that yeah. what the images were seeing. So there, it, it's very much a division right across. And I think you're right. I think um, th- issues like this – and we've seen it through COVID, the divisions even in families and churches um, is affecting all of us. And, you know, you read the Bible and you hear about a shaking and the time of trouble and, and things, and you can actually see, you know, going in different directions. You never think you'd see, but it's moved so quickly yeah. that we're actually seeing it taking place now. And you and to find your way through that middle ground, um, reading your Bible and, and staying through you're getting all sides of these things and you've just got to work your way through it. It, it, it is dividing a huge amount of people, uh, whether yeah. it's families or in churches or even neighbours. Uh, and as you've said, in, ch- in uh, this church here where the brother and sister you yep. know, can feel that way. Mm. Yeah, so we just want to yeah, just continue to pray. And I think it's worth mentioning as well because um, obviously there's a lot of spotlight on Ukraine and Russia at the moment. And I think... Um, you know, let's not under, um, you know, I guess overpopularize what's going on there because there's atrocities happening all across the world. Yeah. So you know, I, I, you know, we have been kind of shining a spotlight as such on, on the Ukraine-Russian conflict, but at the same time, we have yeah. a whole world. You know, things that are happening in various parts of the world. Hey, Eric, that mm. don't even get the light of day, and they don't no. get the media coverage. Obviously, that's a whole nother conversation of why is. You know, Ukraine seems to be in, in the center of everyone's, you know, TV boxes and whatnot. But, um, yeah, just wanted to just, you know, the intersection of faith and politics seems to be, um, um, this certain, uh, Baptist, uh, minister, uh, Cherenkov over in the United States. So, um, yeah, let's say, so our listeners, let's just continue to pray for, um, not just the Russia Ukraine coffee, but all over the world, you know. And, and this is what we've been trying to say, isn't it, Eric? When we've been sharing our themes for Drive Time BQ&A, we're saying to, to our listeners that, hey, the things that are happening that we see in current world events, you know, Scripture has a lot to say about it. Jesus has a lot to say about it. And so it seems like the more and more we, we, we go down into the future, the more we see the relevance 
of the biblical account, the relevance of what Jesus said, and you're going to touch on that in just a few moments with this idea of yeah, and I think of, uh, of the Sabbath. I think, Pastor, it shows us that we need to be more more in tune with the Word of God. That we need to be right yeah. in tune with Him in Amen these last days, because we can be distracted from His work. We can be distracted with um, a divisions within us, yes. where it says that um, that men's love for each other will grow colder and colder, men and women. And this is what we are actually. Seen here. Exactly. So we need to to cling to this and not have divisions. Yeah. Amen. And amen to that. Hey, we're going to go to some music in just a moment. But before we do that, we'd like to um, offer our free book offer for our listeners uh, in today's show and for the rest of the week. Uh, the book that we'd like to put in your hands is the book called God's Gift in Time by Walter C. C. Thompson. And essentially what this book is, it's really a, a book about uh, God, the creator, and this beautiful gift that he's given us called the Sabbath. Now, just read a little bit here. The Sabbath gives meaning to the sacrifice made on the rough wooden cross of Calvary's Mount. It points us to the whole law of God, the unalterable foundation of his universal kingdom. And so if if you're intrigued by today's topic, what Eric and I are going to share in a few moments, you're a bit inquisitive about this idea of the Sabbath, creation, and what that all means, why don't you drop us a text, SA37. So there's no space between that. So SA37, and text that to 0488-880-811. Once again, text SA37. Three seven to zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one, and follow the friendly prompts from our friendly bot, and we'd be happy to give you that book, God's Gift in Time, free of charge. Our gift to you, and so don't go away. We have uh, more to share in just a few moments. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ and A.
was Psalms 23 from Sons of Korah. Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with myself, William Mawala. My co-host in the studio today is Eric. Eric serves as a lay pastor with the Adelaide Aboriginal Fellowship Ministry. They're doing a fantastic job here in Adelaide. If you've just tuned in here on Drive Time BQ&A, we're taking as our theme for this week, You Are Not a Robot. And today, Eric and I were looking at the question, is the Sabbath Jewish? So, Eric, um, before we jump in and we open some scripture and share with our listeners today, how about you lead us in a word of prayer, and then we can ask God's blessing as we share with our listeners today. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that uh, this opportunity to delve into your scriptures. We thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you for the God who you are, never changing, always caring for us. And Lord, you're the great Messiah. You're the one that's going to come back soon. And in this old world, Lord, we need you. So I just pray, Lord, that you'll bless uh, tonight, Lord. Uh, bless everybody that's listening, Lord, wherever they are. And as we share the scriptures together, just bring us into your love. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So um, jump right in, Eric. The time is yours, and I'll probably bounce some some ideas and comments as we uh, share in our discussion today. So the question that we're looking at today, is the Sabbath Jewish. Well, this brings back uh, memories for me, uh, Pastor William, because years ago, um, when I was working uh, at, a, at the, a printing press in Christchurch, New Zealand, and I'd been studying the scriptures and having studies, um, I decided to leave the, my place of work um, to follow what some people would say was a Jewish Sabbath because it was on a different day of the week. It was on a Saturday. Right. And uh, I had my mates uh, say to me, well, you're joining a cult or something. Why are you, why are you going to church on a Saturday, you know? Yep. And uh, that's Jewish. Are you Jewish or what's going yeah. on here? They could not understand. And uh, so I want to share the scriptures today that, that showed me Love. through the Bible what, sure. what the Sabbath is. And the first one we have to go back to is, of course, in right at the beginning in Genesis and creation. Uh, Genesis 2, 1 to 3 says, Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array, and by the seventh day God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day he rested from all his work, and then God blessed the seventh day, and he made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating what he had had done. You know, with that along with other texts that I was studying, I had been to church in my earlier days on a Sunday, and um, I started to think, well, you know, why why am I going to church on the first day of the week, which is the Sunday, when the seventh day is a Saturday? So, so you were actually asking that question. Yes, um, and I couldn't early, understand. Early in your experience. Yes, and I couldn't understand um, if this was just Jewish or not. Um and so it's interesting that this here, uh, these texts here, was 2,300 years before the Jewish nation. So this, this given right back in creation was saying that uh, this was the day that God set aside. It says here that he, he blessed it, he sanctified it, he made it a holy, it's a holy day. So, and I think probably the... What what I see there that really highlights to me, at least, Eric, is we're looking at the question: is is the Sabbath Jewish? You're pointing the first mention of the Sabbath, and it goes way back 
to the very beginning, as it were, to, to well, the to the to the book of Genesis, which is creation. Well, starts with creation and and looking at creation week. Yeah, well, and when I went to church on Sundays in my earlier days, and and it sort of looked at this, I never even thought about the connection of the uh, this um, account in Genesis with the fact of the worship day. I didn't make that connection, but when you read it and carefully sort out those three things that cry, that God rested, yep. uh, that he blessed it. So yes. what does blessed mean? You know, and that means it's uh, it's got a special significance. He's made it really special, and he's made it holy, sanctified yeah. it in some translations. So it sounds like there's those, you're, you're highlighting those three aspects. He, yeah. it, it seems to, to sound like it's 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 different, I guess, to those other six days preceding uh, the seventh day Sabbath. That's right. And what it says there to me too was that, um, you know, uh, when I'm born on a certain day, that day becomes my birthday. So when God rested upon the seventh day, that became his rest. That became his day. And we have no right to to worship on a day that he has not sanctified or blessed. I, I just picked up what you said because I think that's pretty critical, um, Eric. You said it's his day. Mm. And so it's this idea that this Sabbath that we first read in Genesis, it, it's it belongs to God in a sense. It's a day that that He, God, has set aside. It's a day that He has blessed and He's rested and He's sanctified it. So, yeah, th- that's that's worth mentioning, I guess. Mm. That that it's something that God ordained and created. Yeah, and you know, this is a fact that. He's done it for mankind because it's his day. Um, Christ wanted that to be given to every human being. Now, yeah. when you talk to people today, uh, most majority in the world today say that's a Jewish Sabbath that's been done away with and all that. So we're going to have a little sure. a look at that later on. So that's the, the first sign of it. Even in uh, Exodus 20, verse 11, it says, For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. The thing is, to me, is that God doesn't need rest. Yep. So what he's saying is that this this is a special day for his creation to worship him. This is his day that we are to put aside our work as we read about the commandments later on, that this is a day we focus on worshiping him because he created us. So the Sabbath is the center of creation. And I think that's important. You're, you're tying it um, to the, the creation narrative because... You know, as you said, Eric, there, there may be some people listening. There may be some who have been brought up or in circles that downplay the significance of the Sabbath. They say, oh, well, you know, um, Christians today, you know, that's not something we need to adhere to or obey or, you know, to, um, to take in a sense because, um, and I've met people like this, um, Eric, they say, Jesus is my Sabbath. Jesus is my rest. And so almost they like the, they've almost spiritualized the, the significance of the Sabbath. But look, I don't want to go too sure. in that direction because um, just very quickly for the rest of the week, all of our presenters are kind of tackling this from a different perspective. So, you know, like tomorrow's um, presenters, they're going to be talking about the apostles, how they kept, the, uh, what did they teach about the Sabbath? Mm. Uh, later on in the week, we, we one question they're looking at is um, from Sabbath to Sunday. Mm. So we, we can't really unpack it all no, in its various, um, you know, um, yep. But it's interesting to me, you see, in Genesis 26, 5, it says, because 
Abraham obeyed me and did everything I required of oh, him, yeah. keeping my commands, my decrees, and my instructions. So sure. obviously there was a format to follow, even way back here in the Old Testament. So was that, So was Abraham... I don't think he was Jewish at this time, right? No. I mean, the Jewish nation formed later, you know, yeah. a lot later. So this is before uh, that happened. And, I mean, you know, even today when you look at things, um, Saturday around the world is it's it's called Sabbath in many languages. You can look at to the Philippines, it's called Sabato for the seventh day. Uh, in Latin, it's called Sabbatum. Italian, Sabato, and so it goes on. So a lot of countries around the world have their seventh day referring back to the so Sabbath. So even in, it, even right in its etymology, the in the word. Yep. So even in my um, culture, it's called Sabate. You know, it's Sabbath. That's, that's what it means. Yep. So is this just for the Jews? I mean, that's the question tonight, right. isn't it? Can I just read out Isaiah? Yeah, go ahead. Isaiah 56, uh, 2 to 6. It says, Blessed is the one who does this, the person who holds it fast, who keeps the Sabbath without desecrating it, and keeps their hands from doing evil. Let no foreigner who is bound to the Lord say, The Lord will surely exclude me from his people. And let no eunuch complain. I am only a dry t- tree. For this is what the Lord says to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths, who choose what pleases me and holds fast to my covenant. To them I will give within my temple and its walls a memorial and a name, better than sons and daughters. I'll give them an everlasting name that will endure forever. And foreigners who bind themselves to the Lord to minister him, to love the name of the Lord and to be his servants, all who keep the Sabbath without desecrating it, and who holds fast to my covenant. So these foreigners are those outside of the Jewish faith yeah. here. So this is saying here that <clears throat> this is a blessing, the Sabbath is a blessing for foreigners, for people outside the Jewish faith. It's right. amazing. So there's so there's references that in that passage you just read in Isaiah 56. Mm. It says in verse 6, also the sons of the foreigner. Yes. So this is someone who is not part of God's covenant people. Mm. New Testaments, they would probably be, they will be called, I guess, Gentiles. Yes, that's And there right. is, I guess, a promise to them uh, to keep the Sabbath, I guess. Mm. I guess probably if I could just open it up a little bit, Eric, I think probably one of the reasons why people assimilate the Sabbath with a Jewish institution, because by and large it is Jews who actually, well, they're, they're known as, as people who do keep the Sabbath. Mm. Um and look, when you read the, the Bible, we're essentially reading a Jewish historical document. You know, Jesus was Jewish. The prophets were, you know, in some part of God's covenant people, the, the, the Israelites. So I, I guess I can kind of empathize in some way with some who say, well, the Jew, it's the Sabbath is a Jewish thing because the, the vast majority of Christians today keep Sunday. And, and for our listeners, um, later on in the week, that's the question that the, the present, our presenters will tackle. Um, so, but then what you're saying is when we see the scriptures, the Sabbath is mentioned in creation, mm. which is, you know, before any Jew had existed. Like you could even take that argument a bit further and Eric and say, well, Adam and Eve kept the Sabbath. Well, we don't see in scripture that they were Jews as such. Mm. So I love what you're doing. So you've kind of highlighted a few key passages, Eric. You've looked at Genesis. Mm. Then you, um, you you quoted Exodus, which is basically um Chapter 20, um, God's Ten Commandments. And then now you've taken us to um, well, Isaiah 56. Well, it's interesting. You know, it's the, the, I'm interested in what you're saying because, therefore, if 
if the Sabbath, if the Jewish Sabbath was on a Sunday, yeah, then they would, then nobody would complain about the Jewish right. Sabbath, would they? I mean, if it was a Sunday, if it was the first day of the week, and we have people worshiping on, but because the Lord has set it aside on the Saturday, then they there's a separation because they're not, they're, most people worship on a on a Sunday, right. which is going to be unpacked mm-hmm. later on. But look. In Exodus, it also in 20 verse 8 and 11, sure. you've mentioned the commandments. It was put in the commandments. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son nor your daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So this is set out in the Ten Commandments right. also, in the core of belief, in the moral law, sure. if you like. So this has a bless, special blessing in it on by keeping the day that the Lord has set aside, not a day that we think uh, has been changed or we'd misunderstand. Yeah. I think most people misunderstand um, the uh, the significance of the Sabbath day, yeah. the orig- where it originated from. I think that's the key yeah. point. I never knew. Yeah, um, I think also it's worth noting as well, Eric, is because some would argue, hey, the Ten Commandments, that is even that binding of itself is largely some would per- would perceive as a something the Jews were, were, you know, told to keep. I just want to remind our listeners that when you look at the context that God gave the commandments, I guess, to the Israelites who were previously in bondage in Egypt. So he, through the various plagues, he uh, miraculously delivers them out of uh, Egypt, uh, sends them to Mount Sinai where, uh, through Moses, they receive the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments. I think it's worth stating, Eric, um, is that the reason why God told them remember because it had been something that had been instituted, you know, going back to creation. A second thing is that I just want to just insert here is, if the, if the notion is, oh, it was all Jewish, or all Jewish, you know, uh, the, the thing is that God wanted to use the Israelites, as he mentioned in Exodus, to be a light to the, to the nations. Mm. So the Sabbath was meant to be a gift that they were supposed to share with the world. That's mm. why Isaiah 56 mentions it, Exodus 20. And so the idea was it, it was meant to, for, for, for them to share it with the world because it will remind, it will bring, um, an awareness as such. That this world uh, was created by God, so I just thought yeah. I'd yeah. And, put that uh, in. And I think this thing of rest that we all need um, is a special yeah. one that that God gave us, especially today when we we run around. I mean, when when I wasn't keeping a Sabbath or, or any day of worship, uh, every day ran into into one another. So there's a specific uh, significance in having that rest. I mean, even the animals rested here in this commandment. Even the animals. Were the animals Jewish, you know? I mean, you know, uh, this is the big thing, isn't <laughs> it? Uh, and any foreigner, so anybody outside the lands, well, then they could too. And, you know, some people say, well, that law's been done away with, you know? Right. Uh, it's gone. But, um, you know, and they'll be talking about this on another night. But Matthew 5, 17 and 19 says, do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did okay. not came to destroy but to fulfill for surely I say to you till heaven and earth pass away one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled so what it's saying here is God said I didn't do away from the law he didn't come to do that he came to fulfill it now fulfill it means to keep it to show they can be kept that that is such a Crucial point that yeah. you're mentioning because he says uh, not one tittle dot, which means the the yeah. dots above the eyes. It's it's you know it's fully on there. You know, and look, Eric, uh, uh, as ministers and and we share the Bible with various people, and 
particularly with people who with a with you know Christian background who you know may have been brought up you know going to church on a Sunday. And look, both of us have. I was brought up in that as well. Hmm. Um, I, I have met various believers who've used that text Matthew five to imply that Jesus came to fulfill the law in a sense that we don't necessarily need to obey it anymore. But what I think what we're saying is when Jesus said he came to fulfill it, it wasn't to do away with it. It was to show us how to keep it. You know, there's a reference in the Old Testament where speaking about the Messiah, he would magnify the law and make it honorable. Mm. So, and that's what he's doing in in that context, Matthew 5 to 7. He said, you've heard it was said this, but here's what I say. So he's he's not just teaching the letter of the law as some of them would would keep and kind of thought they were doing the right thing, but he went to the real heart of it. Now, we're, we're saved by grace, not through the law, but what Christ did was he showed us the spirit of the law. Yeah, I love it. The grace and the understanding of loving one another through the law. I don't Amen. keep the law to be saved. Yes. I do it because I love Christ. And when you love your mankind, the, these laws here are moral laws. No one wants to steal or hurt their partner or whatever. Yeah. And through this moral law, I mean, the seven-day week comes from what we've been reading yeah. out through hey, Genesis. Eric, hold that thought because I think there's a passage that we're going to have to come back to, and I'd really like you to unpack that text in Mark 2. Um, and and we, I would love for us to kind of unpack that just after the break right now. So um, I, I know that Eric's just busting and I'm interrupting him and we're, we're just – both super keen on this topic, which is so good. But we're going to have to just cut to a break very quickly. But before we do, just like to um, uh, promote our free book offer, God's Gift in Time by Walter C. Thompson. It's essentially a book on the Sabbath and this idea of God being creator. So if you would like a free copy of this book, why don't you text us SA37 to 0488880811. That's one more time. The text... Text the code word SA37 to 0488-880811. You're listening to Drive Time. We'll be back in just a moment. God only knows how I cry. Heartbroken and my hands are tied. But he's been faithful. Peace when my faith and fear 
is peace, trusting in the Lord. That is from the Isaacs. Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. My name is Willie Moala and my co-host Eric in the hot seat this afternoon. Today's show, if you're just joining us, we're looking at the theme, you are not a robot this week. But today, Eric and I, we've been trying to wrestle with this question from the Bible is the Sabbath Jewish? And I just want to shout out Christina, who has texted us in the last few minutes, uh, accepting our free book offer. So thanks for listening, Christina. And uh, we'll hope to send you out that copy uh, very shortly. So, Eric, why don't you take us home on the home stretch this afternoon on today's show? Um, is the Sabbath Jewish? And could you, could you really touch into that text? Um, there's that text in Mark chapter two that I think it would be really good for us to unpack um, in our in our closing section. For sure, yeah. There's a couple of uh, uh, ones there in uh, Mark two, um, and it says there in um, uh, verse twenty three of Mark two, it says, "Now it happened that he went through the grain fields on the Sabbath." Oh yes. And as they went, his disciples began to pluck the heads of the grain, and the Pharisees said to him, "Look, why do they?" What is not lawful on the Sabbath? But he said to them, Have you never read what David did when he was in need and hungry? <laughs> he and those with him. How he went into the house of God, and in the days of Abathar the high priest, and ate the showbread, which is not lawful to eat except for the priests, and also gave to some who were with him. And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore the Son of Man is the Lord even of the Sabbath. That's a very interesting comment. And this is a clincher, really, because this passage is unassailable. God created the Sabbath for all mankind. Right. uh, And not just for Jews, not just for the church. uh, It's for all people. So, so Eric, I think this is, it's all climaxed to this very moment. (laughs) (laughs) We're looking at the question, is the Sabbath Jewish? Here's our biblical defense. Mark 2, you're saying Jesus said, the Sabbath was made for not Jews, made for man. That's right. Now, let's be let's be clear. Yeah. Not just man, as in male. It, it's talking about mankind. for humanity, mankind. mankind, if you like. Yeah. And as its creator and the firstborn of mankind, Jesus, the Son of Man, is also the master of governor of the Sabbath. I like it. So he should know for whom it is intended for yes. all humanity. It's a gift. You see, far from being a Jewish day, the Sabbath is a gift. Of God for everyone. Right. It's not a Jewish institution, for it was made 2,300 years before there was ever a Jew. The Bible never calls it the Jewish Sabbath, but always the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. Amen. And that's the, that's the key. That's the whole reason. Even when, and this will probably be touched on later, but even when Jesus was placed in the tomb, and we've got Easter coming up soon, and there'll be many that will yep. be celebrating the Easter Sunday. Sure. And people will be talking about later on. I understand that. But even Jesus, if you read through that, that section, you will find that there it also talks about how um, there was a preparation day, some translations called a Friday in Mark fifteen forty two to 44 uh, when Jesus' body was taken down the day he died was the Friday uh, and then in Mark 16 1 to 3 when the Sabbath was over the next day Mary Magdalene came that shows the Saturday and then on the third day 
um, you know, when they went to the spices, but they rested because Jesus rested in the tomb. There's that rest yeah. word again. Going back to creation. I like it. It links it straight back there. So we are to rest. And when we rest in him, we actually rest with Christ in the tomb for his sacrifice. It's the whole connection that we don't understand. If, if you line them all up like a fence post on this, um, this Sabbath question and take it right back to creation. Can I, can, straight. And I'm loving, I'm loving this discussion, Eric. And look, we may be a little bit biased here in Faith FM, uh, big, Drive Time BQ and A because, because we're Seventh-day Adventist Christians. You know, we're, we're not ashamed to, to say who we are. And uh, it's a big part of, of our understanding of God and scripture. It, it's embedded in our very name and our identity. But, but Eric, if I could just make, can I kind of connect with you on a more personal note? It may not be in your notes. It's not in my notes, certainly. But I just felt impressed to ask you because there may be some listeners that's listening right now and going, you know, what's the big deal? You know, okay, you worship Sabbath, you worship Sunday. And I know our presenters are going to touch on that in a day or two. But just to our listeners right now that's listening, why do you think this is important about this idea of Sabbath? I know we've been hitting the angle of it being Jewish, and I think we're trying to articulate that, no, the Sabbath is a gift. It's from creation. It's in the commandments. And it, I mean, we can, we can, I think confidently, humbly but confidently, Eric, we can, we can share from scripture our biblical position. But, but tell us, um, share with our listeners, what does it mean to you personally, th- this idea of Sabbath no. and, and, and having it as part of your, I guess, part of your, your lifestyle? Well, the Sabbath has set me free, really, from um, when I understand when it all connects, when you're reading Scripture and something, the Holy Spirit just touches your heart and life, and you actually see what Jesus means. I see now, when he talks about the Sabbath, what he's actually meaning for freedom for anybody that's caught in, in despair. And when you look at that and then take into the fact that um, that Satan is trying to bring the opposite about right. to keep people in bondage. When it's set in the Ten Commandments, and we don't keep the Ten Commandments to save us, I understand that, but the Spirit of the law is there. So what God has said is don't steal or and, and don't kill and don't covet and don't commit adultery and all those things, they are so meaningful to us. Surely the Sabbath day given here is meaningful us to as well. And it gives you that rest that I never found uh, on a different day. I no. found it when I rested with him on that day because that's the one that he set yep. aside. And when you realize that, and did you realize too, um, Pastor William, that right. it says in Isaiah 66, 22 to 23 about keeping the Sabbath in the new earth. Which yes. follows on. Yes, so it says, absolutely. As the new heavens and the new earth that I will make and uh, will endure before me, declares the Lord, so will your name and descendants endure. From one new moon to another and from one Sabbath to another, all mankind will come and bow down before me, says the Lord. Why? Because he's the great creator. Right. And, you know, and uh, I think that one of the things that we need to understand is that you have to study this for yourself. Nobody yeah. can tell you. I had to study it for myself right. because Sunday was what I always was traditionally yeah. brought up to believe. Sure. So I had to study into that. But you find excitement in it when you actually see what Jesus was meaning and, and how it all links mm. up and the benefits. I mean, even the people in Israel when they were in the wilderness were fed manna for, for six yeah. days, but they couldn't collect it on the sixth day. To, for the They had to collect double. They couldn't go out on the seventh day even. Right. So it was easy. 
even the bread of life. And when you follow that and follow Christ and whatever you do, then you are blessed with what we have in this life. Amen. And, uh, and, and to share that to others. I mean, that's what, what Christ meant. And, you know, people are going to talk later in the week about how the disciples kept it. Yeah. Jesus, as was his custom on the Sabbath, got yeah. up and all that. That is uh, right through the New Testament, following back from the Old Testament. Yeah. There's been no change. Show was a change where Jesus changed where the, the law, where the Sabbath yeah. was changed from a Saturday to a Sunday. It's not a Jewish Sabbath. Yeah. And it's, it's the Lord's Sabbath. Yeah. And uh, just to highlight what we've just read in the, in the Gospel of Mark, that Jesus said the Sabbath was made for man. Yes. And I think that's, that's really what we're trying to tackle today in today's show, um, Eric, because, uh, the question we're looking at is the, is the Sabbath Jewish? And we would like to, we would like to suggest that the Sabbath goes way back to creation. Mm. In fact, if I could even put it this way, Eric, that if you really read the text, as it said, it said God rested, Mm. that God was actually the first Sabbath keeper. It's Mm. He's the first one mentioned to keep it. Mm. And that wasn't my kind of insight. I remember an old evangelist, Jeff Yulden had mentioned that. I was watching one of his videos and he he said that. Mm. So look, we've got a few minutes and um and thanks for listening uh today for for those of you um out there in in Radio Land but um look it it's a it's a topic that we're going to come back to this whole week and the rest of our team are going to look at this from different perspectives but um you mentioned yours Eric can I just share my yeah. when I first heard about this beautiful teaching of the sabbath you know I think initially I could see it from scripture and I was brought up as a Methodist Christian. Um, my, my father's side, particularly my grandparents who are now, you know, resting in Christ, very devout, uh, Christians. And when I first heard this, it was hard to, um, wrestle with because at the end of the day, it, it, it meant I had to change something about my life. You know, there's some teachings in scripture. You can, I, I guess, believe it intellectually, but whether it actually makes a real difference in your life. Mm. But the Sabbath is something that is, um, it's more than just an intellectual understanding. It's 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 really a heart response, and and it 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 plays itself out in 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 being part of a faith community and all these things. Um, so I think we we're trying to kind of tackle that question today, Eric, and I think you've done a fantastic job. Well, I know it will be hard for some people who may not have um, thought about this, but you know, like for me, years ago, um, a triple time on Sabbath, I was paid on a Saturday at my work. Um, I had a young family, yeah. Uh, so I had to balance that out. I I love sport, and sport is usually played on a, mostly on a Saturday, you know. Yeah. But when when you under, when I understood um, what God was saying to me, I just had to step out in faith because yeah. uh, that was a completeness of what I understood who he who he is and what he is doing. And I think that uh, we have to take into account that sometimes when we step out in faith, the best things for us are still ahead of us. And I think that Sabbath now is a part, is a way of life. My whole family, all my children keep the Sabbath now, yeah. all baptized. And, and we get together as family on Sabbaths, and it's a wonderful time. So it, this is a gift for everyone yep. to share in the world. Well, I'm loving the conversation, Eric. We're going to have to just stop right there. But I do want to just um, uh, 
We've just had a comment come in uh, here in the Faith FM studio from Michael, and he has a comment here I'm just reading. He says, um, the Ten Commandments were given to Israel. Now, they did not keep them. Love is the fulfillment of the law in Christ. Thank you for um, texting us uh, that comment, Michael. Um, you know, if you if you hang in there, Mark, for the rest of the week, uh, Michael, sorry, and um, I think one of our presenters is going to uh, maybe uh, share some along those uh, lines that you were talking about, particularly about this whole Sabbath Sunday issue. So um, thank you, Michael. We, we appreciate your comment and thank you for listening. Um, so we hope that you've enjoyed our show and to those who are also who have been listening. And so, hey, Eric, um, we're going to have to stop now, but... I'd really love for you to pray for us um, before we, we head out today and especially just pray for our listeners today and just pray for, for the things that you have shared with us uh, from the Scriptures. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you so much. Uh, we thank you for coming into our lives and uh, for the Holy Spirit and for God the Father. And Lord, as we study your Scriptures, Lord, uh, we pray that we'll understand your, your meaning of your words uh, that uh, the Sabbath will go right through to the end of time and even after the end of time we will gather in love for one another. Thank you for your law. The law is a moral law that doesn't save us, but because we love you, your love is revealed through that law, that we will treat each other well, that we won't hurt one another, that we will bond together and through that, Lord, in unity, we will share the message of Jesus Christ our Lord. So help us now, Lord, as we study these important doctrines within the Bible. Help us to understand that it is your word and that your word fulfills all things. And we know, Lord, that what you have set aside, you never change. And that the love that you give us, Lord, is the love that we should have for fellow men, not to judge one another, but to move on together. So bless each listener here, Lord. And as we study your word, Lord, before you come again, Maybe all be ready and waiting and watching for you to come. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for that, Eric. It looks like our time is up for today. Thank you for joining us. Please join our hosts, Pastors Fabiano and Pastor Ricardo, a new member to our team, as they look at the question tomorrow, what did the apostles teach about the Sabbath? Well, that's it from us here in the studio. For America and myself, we really look forward to having you join us tomorrow. But until then, please remember the words of Jesus Christ. He says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. May God richly bless you and we'll see you next time.